Radio Rounds, the podcast series from St. Louis Children's Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. A normal spine, when viewed from behind, appears straight. However, a spine affected by scoliosis shows evidence of a lateral or side-by-side curvature that might be considered large enough to require treatment. Adolescent idiopathic scoliosis is by far the most common type of scoliosis, affecting children between the ages of 10 to 18. My guest today is Dr. Monish Gupta. He's a Washington University pediatric orthopedic spine surgeon at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Gupta. What is idiopathic scoliosis? Idiopathic scoliosis is designation given to patients with a curvature on their spine that goes from side to side, where we do not know what causes uh, scoliosis, and that's why it's called idiopathic scoliosis. So is there a genetic connection with this? Is there a genetic component? Yes, there's a lot of research being done where they've identified multiple genes that could be related to causing scoliosis, but there's no single gene that has been associated with scoliosis. Dr. Gupta, when would this first be realized? Would the parents notice it when they're a baby, or is it something that as the bones are in ossification and the spine is developing, that that's when it starts to appear? Well, you know, scoliosis is a very common uh, uh, symptom. So um, it can be there when the kid is born, and that would be more of a congenital scoliosis case. But sometimes scoliosis can appear when you're young, even in the infantile stage. So there's um, many ages where it can appear, but the most common scoliosis is really the adolescent idiopathic scoliosis that we use. You see scoliosis in teenagers, and that's the one where it's discovered when patients are going through a growth spurt. So frequently, a pediatrician will have them bend forward and look for asymmetry in their ribs and will notice scoliosis and refer them to us. So if they notice a little bit of a curvature, a lateral curve, is that when you would like them to be referred to an orthopedic spine surgeon, or what would be the next step for a pediatrician? Well, if they notice an asymmetry of the ribs, uh, that is the time to refer to an uh, orthopedic surgeon uh, at, who specialize in pediatric spine to figure out what is the scoliosis caused from and also if there is something that needs to be done in terms of treating the scoliosis. So then tell us what you would do after the pediatrician has done the postural screening exam and if they are referred then to you, what do you do as far as evaluation? So the first thing is we uh, ask for the history uh, since it is uh, hereditary, uh, the mothers can pass it on to their children, usually. So we ask for the history, and then we also ask for any other kind of signs that they may have in terms of pain or neurologic complaints. And then we examine them to look at the deformity. But uh, the most important thing is getting a radiograph to look at the vertebral bodies and the spine itself, to look at the extent of the curvature, If they have abnormal bodies, it's usually congenital scoliosis, but if they have normal appearing bodies, but they have a lot of rotation and lateral deviation with a curve, then it's usually idiopathic scoliosis. And how do you measure growth potential? So our our, uh, growth potential uh, judgment is from their history, uh, whether they have, um, have onset of their periods, 
uh, that kind of tells us where they are in terms of, you know, their hormonal uh, maturity uh, and how much growth they have left because most of the peak growth is uh, done before they have their periods. Uh, that's one. And the second is with radiographs. We have certain markers on the iliac crest or hand and wrist to look at their growth plates to see if they still have a potential to grow and how much growth is left. And then if a patient is referred to you, then what are some treatment options that might be available and what would you like other pediatricians to know about being involved in this? So uh, the first thing the pediatrician should know is that it's uh, better to refer them early than to wait till the curve gets um, really severe because when they when we see the cases early on, we usually have three options to treat scoliosis. One is by observation, where we can do serial physical exams or serial radiographs. The second is if there is some progression, we can brace them, and the brace will work 70% of the time uh, if used 18 hours a day. And then finally, if the curve is so severe that bracing is not an option, then we use surgery as the option. So then tell us a little bit about the brace. If a child is in a brace, would they continue to see their pediatrician? Would there be any difference in those annual visits? So when they're in a brace, we usually monitor them every six months. And if they have any other problems, of course, they see the pediatrician. And if there's any other issues, but usually every six six months suffices for the follow-up. And, you know, the brace, bracing is not the end of the world. We still allow them to do sports activities, and we only uh, ask them to wear, wear it 18 hours a day, so they still have the six hours uh, off. Uh, so life is not over just because you're being braced. And what about things like the pre-participation physical that they might have to take if they do want to participate in some school activities and the brace, does it come off for these things? What do you tell the school and other pediatricians? So what I tell the parents, the, the patient, as well as the school, is that uh, make sure that the, the patient doesn't miss out on life and sports. So if they are active in sports, they should take it off for sports because it's healthier for the muscles and the spine to be active and use their muscles and be strong. So they can take it off for any kind of sports activity. Uh, they can uh, take it off, put it back on because we have that 18-hour uh, sort of uh, suggestion. So if they have it for 18 hours, that six hours off can be used for sports. And then if you do have to do surgery, what's involved? So in surgery, it's only reserved for, you know, less than 1% or, I'm sorry, less than 1 in a 1,000 where they have more than 40 degrees or 50 degrees. Uh, we, what we do is since the curvature of the spine is out of, out of control, it is not, it's progressing, what we do is we put um, screws and rods and we straighten the curve out and we roughen up the bone and we put bone graft and that spine becomes one piece of bone, or it fuses together. That's what a spine fusion is. And how is the patient affected in the long term, Dr. Gupta? Well, I'll tell you that um, scoliosis, majority of the time, the adolescent idiopathic scoliosis does not affect their lifespan. Once it gets to big 
degrees, 80, 100 degrees, it can affect their lungs because the chest is deformed and they get restrictive lung disease. And if it's really severe and the lungs get really affected badly, then the heart can be affected. But in the normal case of adolescent idiopathic scoliosis, lifespan is not affected. So then just wrap it up for us. In the last few minutes, Dr. Gupta, in what you want other pediatricians to know about referral and about idiopathic scoliosis, recognizing these signs and symptoms, and when to refer? So the first thing is that um, when you see a patient with asymmetry of their ribs, their hips, their shoulders, and you can see scoliosis, is to get them to an expert to see if what can be done or what needs to be done and to prevent it from getting a lot worse because the worst thing is to just keep watching it and it gets worse and then the patient does not have the option to have a non-operative treatment and then we have to go to surgery itself. And tell us about your team. Why is St. Louis Children's Hospital so great to work with? As you know, St. Louis Children's Hospital is a regionally and nationally well-known hospital for the expertise in orthopedics and spine. We have from simple cases to very, very difficult cases. We have a large team of surgeons, uh, ICU docs, or or, uh, anesthesiologists that are very, very highly trained and um, uh, are used to having uh, these severe cases operate on here. So um, that team Uh, That strong team and the care that the nurses and the staff gives makes the surgery easier and also the recovery much better for the patient. Thank you so much for being with us today. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital, and for more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.